Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 399, and today you may notice there's a little bit more energy in the room, if that's even possible, but there is, and for good reason. I'm inviting my good friend on the show today who knows a lot about energy and delivering that energy to a massive audience, also about mindset and how it really does contribute to success in business and in life, life balance, all of that stuff. And his name is JB Glossinger. And I was recently introduced to him. We soon became really, really close friends. I met him actually at Seller Summit at Steve Chu's event. So thank you, Steve, for allowing me to come and speak. And then in return, I was able to meet someone like JB Glossinger who has impacted my life in in a huge way, and I'm now able to then transfer that over to the Amazing Seller community. And also, I wanna give a little shout out to Jeff Cohen who introduced me to JB. Now, JB is not an Amazon seller. He's not an FBA seller. He's not a private labeler. What he is is a life coach. He's been doing this now for over 10 years, probably closer to 15 years. I don't know the exact number. I just know he's been podcasting about it for over 10 years, which I didn't even know podcasting was happening back then. And wait till you hear how he kind of got started down that road. But I wanted to invite him on. Number one, he's high energy. He's always about, you know, he's always talking about like, getting the energy high so then you build off of that energy and then you take that into your day. So that's what's going to happen today. That's definitely going to happen today. But I wanted to get him on and really talk about how to create a successful mindset that allows us and you to win. And I always kind of talk now about this business as like a game, and that's what I think we should kind of treat it as, right? It's kind of like we're playing a game, we're in we're in a football game, and we're gonna run a play, or we're in a soccer game, we're gonna run a play, or baseball, whatever, right? We put these plays into the game and we see what happens. But mindset, if you have the right mindset, if you know how to really condition your mind, that can really help you overcome some fears of about maybe not even wanting to try it, right? Or if something fails and then you being able to switch that to say, that's okay, that was just a play I ran, I'm gonna run another one. And he's really good, JB is really, really good at this stuff. And uh, I really wanted to invite him on to dig really deep into this area because I know it'll help you, all right? So this is episode 399, episode 400's coming soon. I can't believe that either, and that's gonna be a killer episode, so can't wait to share that with you. But morningcoach.com is where J.B. Glossinger podcasts every single day, by the way, seven days a week, which is crazy, and uh, he is really focusing on helping people build a better life and a better business. So definitely check out morningcoach.com. But before you do, I want you to listen to this this awesome conversation. I don't even say it's an interview. It's a conversation. It was just a great time hanging out with my good friend JB about life in general and about business and mindset and all of that stuff. And you're going to walk away with some stuff that you can apply to your life right now. All right. So episode 399, theamazingseller.com forward slash 399. You can grab the show notes, the transcripts. And then also I'm going to drop his book in there as well. He didn't ask me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I actually picked up the hard copy because I love a physical book in my hand, even though I like to audio uh, read a book or audio listen, I guess is what you would say. But I always like to also get the hard copy just to have on my bookshelf. And I actually do read every now and then. So I do have his book. Actually, it's one of the books I'm going through right now and it's called The Sacred Six. Great, great book. All right, so enough getting you guys excited about my next uh, guest here, J.B. Glassinger. Let's go ahead and dig in. I can't wait for you to hear this. I think you guys are gonna get a ton of value. So sit back, relax, and get ready to change your mindset so you can win at this game of life and business. Well, hey, J.B., thank you so much for being on the podcast. What's up, man? Super pumped to be here, brother. Excited to be here. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I'm, I'm talking to you now, and I'm going to tell people a little bit about how we got introduced to each other, but I've been listening to your podcast, and uh, your intro, man, gets me fired up. <laughs> That's what it's about, man. That good morning, right? Yes. You keep that note really pinned, and, and I'm thinking, if that's early in the morning, man, I might be cracking on that note. Oh, it's crazy. And I do it every day. I've done it for 10 years, if you can imagine. And I don't pre-record my pre-roll. Like, that's done 
live every time that I do it. That is that is awesome, man. Yeah. So, all right, just to get people caught up really quickly, um, you know, we were at, or I was at Seller Summit. Uh, actually, Jeff Cohen um, was there. Um, I was hanging out with him and he was like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with this guy. He's been podcasting since the beginning of time uh, as far as podcasting goes. And uh, I really think you should meet him. I'm going to invite him down. Do you mind, you know, hang out, have a drink, whatever. And I'm like, no, let's bring him down. And then you came over and the rest is history. We just hit it off, man. I mean, we just had a, an amazing, amazing uh, talk, discussion. We had dinner together. It was just awesome. And I wanted to get you on the show because you are the official morning coach. So man, I just want to say thanks for coming on. No problem, brother. I'm, I'm excited to be here. And I, I agree with you. We just hit it off because, you know, we're putting the energy out there and we got to keep doing it. That's Ab- what it's about. Abs- absolutely, man. And so, okay, so your whole thing, I, I, I kind of want to go back because a lot of people might be listening and going, okay, you know, so this whole mindset thing, like a lot of people, they kind of, they kind of just throw that to the side and they go, yeah, I know that that's kind of a thing, but you know, isn't everybody talking about that? And is, is it really that important? I just want to know the tactics and the strategy in order to make a lot of money online. Like that's generally the mindset of people. And the reason why I wanted to have you on is because you've been doing this now for years where it's all about mindset and it's all about like just creative thinking and just a whole different philosophy when it comes to whether it's business, whether it's life, whatever. So what I want to do here is number one, I want you to give people a little bit of a background of who you are, where you came from, that whole thing. But I also want to really dive in. And the reason why I wanted to have you on is to, to help me, our audience, everyone that's listening, get over those self-doubts, those things that enter our brain. I had a guy on the other day that called it head trash, like all of these things. I want you to be able to maybe help help us kind of get through those times and also maybe give us some exercises to kind of get ourselves, you know, kind of moving forward um, when we're getting into this entrepreneurship. Cause it can be, it can be uh, a little bit of uh, a, a scary road to be honest with you when you're kind of starting out and you're starting to doubt yourself. So first off, who is JB? Who is he? I'd love to start that way. Um, I'm just this guy from Indiana, honestly. <laughs> you know, I'm a dude from Indiana that you know went into corporate and and you know thought I you know wasn't very intelligent when I was 28. I went through three colleges and uh, wanted to party and and meet girls. That's what I wanted to do. And yeah, it was crazy. It was it was a fun time. But I thought that uh, when I graduated from college, everybody should pay me millions of dollars because I was so smart. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that didn't happen, right? I had to go into the workforce, and um, I was still thinking people needed to pay me millions of dollars, but I didn't get it, and I just, you know, got into a career. I ran health clubs for a while. I mean, just hustled and uh, went. You know, started an MBA at night. Wow. Started, yeah, trying to get some 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 education and uh, answering that in a newspaper for a uh, company that was hiring a helicopter repair salesperson to sell helicopter engine repairs. Really. Yeah. And I wrote a letter. It's kind of funny. I wrote a letter to the president and the president, this is a story he told me later. He took it into to Dwight, who was my, uh, actually my boss and, and said, I don't know who this kid is. He can't write, but we need to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so they had me in and interviewed me and I actually took the job. And for about 15 years, I was in aviation bouncing oh, around wow. companies and companies. Yeah. I ended up buying and selling aircraft. So it was pretty crazy. I learned my sales skills and, and busted my chops, um, you know, in aviation for years. And then eventually a headhunter found me and wanted me to kind of help with the company here in South Florida. So I moved from Arizona to South Florida and helped them transition. They had a gentleman that had brain cancer that was running the company. And uh, I came in to kind of help that transition. And over that period, you know, I was trying to make money. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be blunt. I mean, I wanted a lifestyle. Sure. And I had got to the point where I was on the board of directors making high six figures, but was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling all over, really the dream job. We had gotten married. My wife's Colombian, awesome. Pilar, I love her to death. But we, I was miserable. I was bringing us all down. And I thought, you know, there's got to be something else I can do. I'd listen to Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. You know, I thought I had the right mindset. In fact, I did. Like, I got to the top of the food chain in the yeah. corporate yeah. world. Uh, but I, I, I actually, and I actually got mad at myself because I was like, look, you're from Indiana. Your parents are blue collar. They worked in factories. You're running a company. You don't have a right to be frustrated. Mm. You know, it was really dark time. I was like, mm. but I am frustrated. And I used to beat myself up from that. But I went back to my personal development stuff and said, Hey, you know what? These guys did it. I'm going to write a book, become a bestseller and change people's lives. So I wrote a book, quit my job. And, um, 
fell flat on my face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and another, another intelligent moment was to quit my job. Well, we, you know, and this is the hero's journey story, but we lost the house. Um, nobody bought my book. It was just a disaster. <laughs> nobody went to the website. I, I thought it was a lot easier to be a speaker and, and become a bestseller and kind of be the next Tony Robbins. And it didn't happen. It was a disaster. And, um, had a lot of come to Jesus moments <laughs> at that time. Looking back, yeah. Yeah, trying to figure out what's going on. Luckily, my wife stayed with me. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> we were, worked through the tough times. And a buddy of mine, as I was really failing, I didn't know what I was going to do. My book wasn't selling. said, why don't you do a morning call? And mm. I was like, a morning call? Who the heck would listen, first off? And I'd run through all my money at this time. And entrepreneurs kind of know this feeling. I had no money. So I, I had to build another website because I wanted to do this morning call, even though I really didn't know what it was going to be. So I got a conference line on freeconferencecall.com. This was probably 2003, 2004. Mm, early days. Early days. And so I got a conference line and I didn't know how to build a website. So I pirated the software Dreamweaver from a torrent or whatever it was back then. I, I used Dreamweaver before. Yeah. 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 So I couldn't afford it. So I had to download it. And uh, <laughs> I guess I can say that now. Yeah. I, you're, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm past the uh, incrimination point or whatever they call that. Yeah. And I went to uh, like the Barnes and Nobles. Back then they had bookstores and I bought how to build a website in 24 hours with Dreamweaver. And so I built this really horrible website and I used to go on MySpace and put this little thing on people's MySpace. <laughs> That's the, the, you know, really dating myself. Oh, yeah. Saying, yeah. Hey, you want to listen to this morning call, you know, come over to morningcoach.com. I had found that URL and sign up. And I had a little email box and everything. And this is like 2004, wow. if you can imagine. Yeah. And so people started coming on the line and listening to me. And, and we I would do a conference at 7.30 and 10.30 for the West Coast. And uh, people started telling their friends. I started selling a few books. We still were broke. But it started to take off a little bit. But then the conference lines couldn't hold anybody else because there was 100 people getting on. And so they were getting, I was getting emails saying, JB, I can't get on. And I didn't know what to do. So I called freeconferencecall.com. And they wanted like $500 a month for another 100 lines. Wow, wow, wow. I couldn't do it, yeah, you know? yeah. So again, here I'm a two-finger typist, broke, don't know anything about the internet, but I did figure out how to put a page up. Yeah. And a little thing called podcasting was starting. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, I think I can figure this out. So I, so I took the, my computer and literally took the phone next to my mouth, and I used to record in the mic on the computer. You can tell how bad this was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was terrible. And so I would record, good morning, and I would do my show and literally the first couple of shows I would put up on iTunes. I didn't even know what I was doing. I mean, I just was putting no entry, no back end of it. I would just stick <laughs> it up there. Right. This is about 2005. And so people started listening and I started getting complaints and I was like reading these complaints and they'd say, hey, JB, you know, there's something happening in the background. And I would, I, so I started listening to them. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't edit anything. But in the background, I picked up the, the noise from the other people. And in the background, you could hear a, a tink a stream and then a flush oh no somebody was going to the bathroom in the back <laughs> of my podcast every day and they thought it was me they're like jamie you can't do the podcast and go to the bathroom at the same time oh that would that'd be an interesting show that would it was definitely <laughs> interesting and so i you know i i thought it was you know i don't know if i had that effect on people but it was really ugly at the beginning i mean i knew nothing but i kept putting it up there i learned how to edit i learned how to put a front end and a back end on there and that was about 200 shows in, which is pretty wow. crazy. Wow. wow. Was um, that every day? Every day. Wow. Every day. And uh, Monday through Friday. I didn't do weekends back then. Okay. okay. Uh, but um, I finally got it up. And then iTunes, um, you know, there wasn't many podcasters back then, but it, they featured me on New Year's on the cover. Wow. And I went top 25 on iTunes, and uh, we were getting about 40,000 downloads back in 2007. Wow. And uh, we were top 25. And again, me and my crazy intelligence um, wasn't, we weren't making any money. There were no sponsors back then, right? And nobody really knew what podcasting was, even mm -hmm. though I had this big base and I had to monetize. The truth was like Tim Ferriss was around, Gary Vaynerchuk were around those days. We were all, I was speaking at Blog World with those guys. Wow. We were all getting our start at the same time. And they had enough, to, you know, Gary had his wine business. So he was making money. Tim is just one of the smartest 
smartest guys I know. He was just a genius. He was getting ready to do four-hour work week, but he also had brain quicken or that MMA supplement he was doing. I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. So I had a big audience with no way to monetize, you know, and no base. Right. So I was going broke and we were building websites at this time. That's all I could do. People were like, well, your podcast is so good. How do you do that? And I said, well, let me build you a website. And so I put a team together and that's how I was surviving. And in 2009, uh, we were still way up there in the rankings. I mean, you would go into self-help and, you know, when they have the top episodes download, I used to have five of the top 10. It was wow. insane. And, um, but I had a change because I was broke. I wasn't making any money. I didn't want to keep building websites. That business was brutal. My dog, who I had had for almost 17 years, passed away. Oh, and I went to Columbia and I just said, I got to make a change. And I probably made one of the biggest mistakes of my life financially, but one of the best mistakes of my life as far as building a future for myself. And I went paid. So in 2009, I went from free, a free podcast to a paid podcast. And over the 40,000 listeners or downloads a day, 12,000 of them had joined my website. And wow. I told them on 2009, I just came back and said, guys, I'm going paid tomorrow. And I had so much fallout from that. I literally cried. I mean, I had 57 negative reviews. People hated me. I got one death threat in the mail. Literally, oh, somebody. Yeah, it was, it was one of the darkest days in my life. But what I learned then was 1,200 people came with me for 20 bucks a month. Mm. And so... The big mistake was if I would have kept going, I probably would have millions and millions of downloads. You know, I can't even imagine from 2009 to the day how many people would be listening to Morning Coach, but I couldn't. I had mm. to pay the bills. And so 1,200 people came with me, which was great, $20,000, $25,000. For me, that was millions of dollars back then. Mm -hmm. But it probably cost me millions of dollars to do that. But in all honesty, I had no choice. Mm -hmm. So for the last... Since 2000 to up till 2017, I've been paid, and I literally just went back to free um, about six months ago. I still have a membership where I do courses and stuff, but the free one now is out, and we're up to 5,000 downloads a day, and we're starting to get the momentum back um, to do that. And the reason I switched the model is because it's time now to go back to putting it out there, and I've built enough revenue streams now that I'm not so dependent on it that I can survive with my family. So. That's where I'm at today. It's going great. I signed with Hay House. I got a Hay House book out. I'm speaking at the Affiliate Summit coming up for 5,500 people after Joe Theismann. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, life is great. But I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, I kicked myself sometimes if I'd have done what Gary and Tim did and just stayed free and kept building and building and building. I'd probably have millions of people. But I really can't complain too much. I got a great life. Um, but it's been a challenge all the way over these past 10 years trying to make decisions and, and hustle to keep the business going. Yeah. And, you know, from what I'm, I'm hearing, I mean, there was a ton of, uh, there was a tons of, a ton, ton of ups and downs. And when they were down, they were pretty hard downs. And like you said, I mean, having a death threat and, you know, that type, you know, you start to get haters and that's no fun. Um, I mean, even with, uh, you know, with our little show here, you know, I mean, you're, you're going to get haters, right? You get people, the minute that you put a promotion out there or you say that you're an affiliate for a product, all of a sudden you've sold out. And, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, it's, it, that that can be a dark time for you, and especially if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are uh, that understand that they're going to be able to talk you kind of off the ledge in a sense. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people, whether it's in e-commerce, whether it's in podcasting, whether whatever it is in in business or in life. And um, and and I just think that it's really really important. So what I really want to highlight here, though, for people, and the reason why I wanted to have you come on, because you are the self-help guy to me. I mean, you you've just, you just done it. You're you're good at at it, um, you you really understand. I think um, the brain, a lot of it, and I think uh, it's just from you doing it for so long, and then understanding how people, um, how they actually act upon certain things. And one of the biggest things I think for, and and that's kind of what I want to drill into here is like, you know, you had some of those low moments. What what allowed you? What what gave you? What did you do to get yourself out of the funk and back into forward motion? I think that's the big one because, I mean, I'm going to tell everyone listening right now, you are going to fail at some point. It's going to happen. It's a matter of how you deal with it is what's going to matter most. And I, I want to hear your thoughts on that, JB. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I, my biggest blessing or, you know, is, is that I have to do morning coach every day. 
mm. because it's who I've become. I yeah. mean, it's, I mean, I actually did it for myself. I, you know, I don't know how spiritual people are, but I believe that was part of my, you yep. know, education is that I had to do this every single day. So I had to read the books. I had to study, I had to figure out because people were counting on me, you mm-hmm. know? And so the consistency of doing something every day really made a difference. And I can tell you that one of the things that I do, and I think everybody in business should have this as an avatar. I had a letter come in from a lady, uh, who listened, you know, every day mm-hmm. and said that, you know, she had moved to Europe with her, with her, uh, with her husband and had two beautiful children, started a great life and things were going amazing. But then he became abusive Mm. and he started to beat her and she went in the closet and that's when she found me was like in the closet with her laptop searching for something positive. And she heard me do a podcast on staying strong. And she's, she actually sent me a letter telling me all this. She had two children and she stayed there for the children, but then he started to abuse the children. So she she literally listened to me on, a, on one of my podcasts talking about being strong and took the kids, took a, what money she could out of the bank and moved to California and started to rebuild her life and listened to me every day. In fact, in the letter, she said, I kept paying you your 20 bucks, you know? So, mm. and at the end of the letter, she said, and I, you know, I'm just sitting here on the beach. I just finished a marathon. I'm with my two beautiful kids. I love you for helping me change my life. So for me, that aspect of understanding that person's out there and I need to be there for her. There's somebody listening. I need to get better. I need to get, you know, I need to understand the psychology. I need to understand how to get people through the tough times. That's what really helped me was to have her out there in my life and understand that there's other people like that listening. And so for me, you know, the consistent mindset is so important, even if you don't get it every day. I mean, there, believe me, I'm the guy that does this and there are days that I don't want to want to get up and do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. But when I think that there's other people out there that need it, it keeps me motivated. But for people that are struggling with that, it's the consistency that you do over time that really works. It's not the one weekend course that you go and you bend bars and you walk on fire and, you know, that's all good, but that gives you a suntan and that suntan wears off. You need to do something consistently every day. That's the only way to get the mental really picture to flip you from 51% negative to 51% positive because that's all it takes. Most Mm -hmm. people are tending negative and then when you get something even negative coming to your life, you jump up to 55%. I just want you to stay 51% positive. You can stay 49% negative, but let's keep that mental pathway positive. And so, okay, so maybe you can give us a, a tip or two for, for that. So let's say, for example, um, that happens, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling excited because I, I, I often see this happen where, including myself, like you get excited about something. So for us, you know, our podcast and, and our community is really built around e-commerce. We, we sell on Amazon, we sell on our own websites, we, you know, we do all of that stuff and it's marketing and it's all exciting stuff. Like we just love it. It's almost like a game in a sense too, but also a game that you can be paid for, uh, you know, if you have good products and services and all that fun stuff. And I know that you, you understand that as well, but we get on this high, right? It's like, everything's exciting. Everything's going to work technically, right? I'm doing the air quotes. Everything's going to work. And then all of a sudden you have to actually start doing the work. And as you're doing the work, you lose some of that drive because you're not seeing the results quick enough. So what is your tip or how would you coach someone that is, it's going to take them time to get to a result where they can see a return in a sense, or it's like weight loss, the same thing, right? It's going to take you time before you actually see some pounds off of the scale. But in this case, in business, if we don't see a dollar come in and we've put all this work in, how do you keep yourself going so you can eventually see that dollar? It's all about the reframe and the why. So there's two things, right? So you have to always have a big reason why, and you have to constantly ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if you don't have a good reason for it, you need to really check to see why you're doing. And a lot of times making money isn't the biggest reason. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. It's not always about money, even though it seems like it at the beginning, because what happens if you don't make money, you go chase another butterfly yeah. and then you chase another butterfly and you chase another butterfly. So it's, you've got to discover a deeper reason why, and then you got to constantly reframe. So I have a lot of people come to me and say, JB, I hate my job. My business isn't working, whatever it is. And I say, well, if it's your job, then what I want you to do is think about the first day that you went in because you were excited at one time. What changed? Mm. You know, what changed? Well, I got into the politics. No, but you were excited the first time you came in. And with business owners, this is key. And I know a lot of, a lot of your listeners are business owners is I will tell them, take this weekend, 
you know, whatever day it is, if it's Tuesday, when I, when you go this weekend, if it's Friday, you know, take this weekend and I want you to just clear your mind. And I want you to think that you just bought your business on Friday and start thinking about what you're going to do differently Monday as an owner, a new owner of the business, Mm. not the old owner of the business. If you were a consultant or you just bought the business and it's amazing how that reframe can change everything. So if you have a good why that's driving you and you're like, this is what I'm going to do every day. And for me, it's that woman in Europe, you know, mm-hmm. who was getting beat. I mean, that's going to get me up and, and make me do my podcast every day. And the other thing is if I reframe and I do this all the time, I'll say, okay, JB, take the weekend, go away and come back, start from scratch. What do we need to do to make this business work if I just bought it? And a lot of times that really changes the way that you view your business or the thing that you're working on. Mm, I love that. And I've, I've talked about that a lot about your, your why and figuring that out because I, for me personally, I go back to the days of when, you know, I, I had to figure out a change, you know, like for me personally, like I was working, you know, and this is going back, I'm, I'm 40, going to be 45. I'm and this is when I was, when I was like 20, 21 years old, first married, had my first child and I wasn't home. I was working as a construction worker. So I was working long hours, 60 plus hours a week. And I was just feeling like I wasn't, I wasn't able to live my life. Like I was just working more than I was actually enjoying. And I didn't think it was fair to me or to my family. So again, I established my why very quickly, but I'll be the first one to admit, like I chased a lot of those butterflies, right? I chased a lot of, you know, I, I did the Amway thing. Yeah, it's true. I did it. I did the Amway thing. I got sucked into the Amway thing. But you know what? I learned a lot of things from that Amway, right. uh, you know, networking and, and meeting and, and, you know, reading certain business books that I wouldn't have read otherwise. Um, so I don't look at it as a negative experience. It was a place that got me to where I am today. But I always had that why of what I wanted. And to some people, it's maybe it's not kids and maybe it's not family. Maybe it's something else. You just want to travel. You don't want to have to check into that job or, or whatever. But I agree 100%. If you get that why clear, like crystal clear, uh, it, you're going to, you're going to stay up an hour later when the kids go to bed, because now you can work on your business because you you need to do that. And when you don't feel like doing it, you're going to be brought back to the why. So I, I totally, totally believe that. Now, let me ask you this. What, what can we do if like, for me personally, like I'm a visual person too, like I can have all these thoughts and everything. And then all of a sudden it starts to become a mess in my head. How can we, how can we organize our thoughts or come up with a better way to almost systematize like our thoughts or so we can have a plan. Is there anything that you advise any of your listeners or any of your, your students? Like what can we do to kind of get ourselves feeling a little bit more like a clear head? Oh, Scott, I, it's funny you bring that up because my, my last book that I wrote with Hay House was called the sacred six, right? Yeah. Yeah really is about this idea that, you know, it comes back from Ivy Lee back in the day, talking to Schwab, who ran the steel industries about Mm. a concept of writing down the six things you're going to accomplish and focusing on one and not going to number two until number one's done. This was back in 1910, 1920, before we had texts and cell phones and computers and Facebook and everything else, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So the sacred six is a very simple principle. It's like, let's get six projects are going to work on. Don't add any more, clear the clutter. And then, and break it down to some basic tasks you're going to do every day and and focus on those tasks one at a time. So it's a great resource, but it really slows you down. So the idea is let's not have more than six things going on at any given time. And if you're going to bring something in, you got to replace it. And that's a scary thing. You got to really make sure it's something you're going to replace. So mm. that's how you can kind of clear that clutter in your mind is slow down. Just get six things that you're working on. And if you have more than six, you know, you got to let some things go. You got to learn to say no. Yeah, that's a big one, though, right? Saying no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a big one. It's a big one for me. I mean, you know, since the podcast and stuff, and I'm sure with yourself as well, opportunities come at me like all over the place. And it's like, man, that looks good. Oh, that would be good. Oh, that sounds fun. And it's like, how do you turn them off? Well, you know, one thing that I've been able to do and, you know, now that I've kind of instructed my team to basically also shout at me is like, listen, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, right? If Correct. it's not yes. going to, f- if it's not going to fill the mission that I'm going after, you know what I mean? If it's not going to fulfill my life or it's going to take away from my life, then I'm probably going to say no. So there's all those different things that I have to think about. And I think that that's a big one is to say no. It's hard to say no. 
Uh, you know, you know, sometimes it's it's saying no to someone that just wants to go out to grab a bite to eat, but you know that you have something on your sacred sick that you're only going to have an, enough time to do something and you, ha- and you already had it scheduled. You might need to say no to that. Um, you know what I mean? But there's, there's just a ton that goes into that. And I think that's a big, big takeaway for a lot of people is saying no and saying yes to the right things. But then again, how do you know what the right things are? And I think, like you said, if you come up with that list, um, it's going to make it a lot clearer. Yeah, you have to have a plan. I mean, I, I one of the things that I always fall back on, let's go to mindset, right, is that, you know, they were talking to, to um, I believe it was Tiger Woods when he was doing really good, right? And he was cranking. We all know Tiger's had his fall from grace, right? Sure, sure. But he said something that I thought was great when he was dominating. He said, somebody said, when you're in the lead, right, when you're in the lead and uh, somebody's coming up from behind and you can see that they had, that, you know, you're two strokes ahead and they're starting to catch you, you know, what's your thought? Do you get nervous? And he's like, no, I just trust my training. And mm. as entrepreneurs and as business owners, you know, and as, as, as just regular people and anybody listening to your show is, is way above any regular person because they're getting education and there's somebody that's different anyways. Right. Right. We have to trust our training. And I don't think we do enough. We don't trust our intuition. We don't trust ourselves. I personally fall back on that the greater good is conspiring for me, that I really believe that, that there is this good energy that is conspiring for me. No matter what's going on, I just got to trust myself. I got to trust my training. I just got to keep going. And and sometimes I got to say no, because I know that that's going to get in the way of where I'm going. So for me, the, the big thing that I wish more people would do, especially when they're going through challenges, is to respect the challenge, to understand that it's part of your growth, to understand that you're going to get through it. The greater good is conspiring for you and that you're going to you just got to keep moving forward. It may not like for me, if my book would have sold back in the day, for example, let's just say when that book, when we lost our house, get out of neutral, that first book I wrote, I wouldn't be here today. I mm. wouldn't be doing morning coach. Yeah. That's year led me to the greatest thing in my life, you know, and now, you know, not, and then going, not keeping it free and going paid gave me a great lifestyle. I didn't kill it. I didn't hit this massive home run as some of the people that were doing the same things at that time did, but it's setting me up for something even different. And I personally feel that my training, I have to trust it and I have to trust the people that, you know, that the greater good is inspiring for me. So I don't think we trust enough. And Mm. I think that's a core issue. Yeah, no. And I love it how you kind of traced it back to your your story. And like if that book took off, like you wouldn't be probably here right now talking to me. Everything would have changed. Um, it's kind of like going back to, you know, the night that I wasn't going to go out um, as a young 20 year old kid because uh, I had worked late and I was tired and and uh, and I was under 21 at the time and you had to be 21 to get into a bar and I wasn't going to go out. My, my buddies dragged me out. Well, just so happens my wife was there that night that I'm married to yep. now for over, you know, 23 years. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, if that never happened, man, I'd never have these three amazing kids. I'd never have, I'd never be where I am. I mean, she's a huge cheerleader of mine. Like it's just crazy, um, to think of that stuff, but it's hard. It's really hard when you're in the middle of a failure. I think it's, it's, it's like so hard to get yourself changing the mindset unless you have people in your life that are helping you with that. And I think, again, that goes with surrounding yourself with, with good people, which actually that'd be a good question for you really quickly. Like what if we've all heard this, right? You are the average of the five people that you, you hang around. And I, I, I believe in that. Um, but there's going to be people in your life that are not going to fall within that. How do you like, what if it's your family members and stuff? Like, what do you, what do you suggest that people do? You just, you just cut them people off from your life or you just limit the amount. Like what's some strategies there? I mean, I know there's going to be people listening and there's actually people in my life that I have to limit the amount of time that I'm around. Cause it's just not who I am. Like, what do you do there? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when I first had my dream of being a speaker before I got married, before any of this, like in 2000, I went back to my roommate and I went to a Florida Speakers Association meeting and I said, this is like right. I mean, I was young and I had my roommate and I said, man, I want to be a speaker. This is what I want to do. I'm going to motivate people. And he literally looked at me and he said, JB, you're in aerospace. You're an idiot. Who would listen to you? Ooh, that's what he told me out of love. Like out of love, like why would you leave yeah. your career? Yeah. You know, yeah. And that was his. Tr- that was straight from his heart. And I mean, he meant that from his heart. Like he really cared about me. Yeah. And I listened to him. I stayed in aviation for two years. I didn't go back to that Florida Speaker Association meeting. I didn't go back to that group. I quit it. Wow. And so 
you got to be careful of those people around you that love you and are trying to help you, right? They're trying to help you, but do they really have the best interest at hand? And that's why I really feel you got to have your heart and your belief where where you believe in what you're doing. That's why the why's got to be strong enough mm. and you got to have that intuition because we're always going to have doubters. You're going to have haters. Look, people in this country and we're, you know, specifically in the United States, I know we broadcast all over the world, but people in this country want you to be successful, just not more successful than them. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it's okay? true, man. It's so yeah. true. And so it's hard. And that's why as you go, as you grow, you get around people that have been there and you respect each other and you know, that's why that, you know, it kind of, it, it, the cream rises to the top. Can I swear or no on this show? Uh, you it, can, we'd have to bleep you. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> the cream rises to the top, but poop floats. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, so we got to be cautious because you're going to get some of those people around you. And what I do is it's all about posture and presence. Mm. And I think this is why your nose got to be very strong and you got to have energy. You got to move like you where you want, you need to go. You got to stay fit and get healthy. You got to have that energy that people are like, man, you may not be there yet, but you're going there. And mm. I've always been that way. Even when I hadn't, didn't have anything, I moved a little faster than anybody else. I think that's from uh, the magic of thinking big or somewhere I got that. You know, I walk a little faster. I talk a little faster. I move a little faster. And those are the things you can do around those negative people. Yeah. You know, because yeah. here's what happens. Let me tell you this dynamic, okay? At first, they're going to ridicule you. That's yep. what happens. They're yep. going to say, you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? There's no way. I mean, that's what I had happen. All my yep. friends I drank with and party with thought I was an idiot. Why? How can you be a motivational speaker? Yeah. Then they fear you yeah. because they're scared. They're like, yeah. oh my gosh, he's really doing it. And I went through that. And then what happens is they really respect you and they want to be like you. Mm. And that same roommate that had me, that told me never to become a speaker, hired me to come to speak to his company. Came <laughs> that's great. So, nice. That's what happens. So yeah. when you have people around you that are scared of you or afraid of you, you got to just take that as motivation and use it to go after it. Yeah. It's funny that you talk like with energy a lot. And I hear you talk about that on your show a lot. And, uh, just, and even, even, you know, just the way that you speak, uh, can, can, kind of put you in a certain state and all that stuff and people that you listen to. And it's funny because, you know, I've listened to some podcasts where I'll have a guest on and they're really, you know, excited and kind of talking like, like this and and immediately I'm taken down a level, right? Yeah. And you know, you and I, it was funny when we were talking uh, you know, in in Florida when I was there and you know, you were like, you know, you it's like everything's up an octave. Like it's almost like every like you're up, I'm up. The more you get up, I get up and it's like there's like this positive energy and then you feed off, but when you get people that are around you, you start to see that they're bringing themselves up just a little bit too. Maybe like you said, they're going to walk a little bit faster cuz they got to keep up. Um, it's funny when I'm walking in, whether it's a grocery store or whatever, I'm always usually leading my family and I have to slow back a little bit because yeah. it's just, I'm on a mission, man. I'm like in there to get the bread or whatever, right? Like just, I'm going and, uh, and I'll look back and I'm like, do I really walk that fast? It's like, I, I am though. I'm really, I'm, I'm high strung. I'm wired a little bit differently that way. But I also think that I've kind of trained myself to be that, that way in a sense. And it's now all of a sudden it's just second nature. And I've also hung around a lot of people that are like that. And I usually resonate with those people. So my suggestion for anyone out there is definitely, definitely surround yourself with people that have higher energy because that's just going to bring you up a notch. It's almost like playing up a level in, in basketball or baseball or a sport. You're, you're naturally going to elevate your game. Um, and I, I totally, I totally believe that. Um, all right. So I also want to dig into, because I think it's a big one for people to hear all this and it sounds all great and everything, but some people are just so deep into a funk. Like what are the, what's like the first thing that you would say that you would advise them to do to get out of that funk? Um, the one thing, I, and I don't know, you've probably read the compound effect, right? Darren Hardy. Yep. Yep. Great book that I'll tell you what that book right there. I'll go back to every now and then. Cause that really pulled me out of a funk. Um, probably around three years ago, probably just before I was starting my podcast and I was kind of in between like what I was going to do and just, you know, how I think as an entrepreneur, you always go through those, those times when you're, you're starting to rethink where you are and where you want to go and what direction and what pivot and all that stuff. And I think I was going through one of those times and I listened to that book. I listened to it. I didn't read it. I actually do a lot of audiobooks, and I listened to it and I'll tell you what that changed the way I think. And it really made me aware of how small, tiny little changes make big changes over time. 
So yep. maybe you can speak to that because I know you're a big believer in in that type of stuff too. So getting us out of this funk, if we're having, like let's say for us, we, we just launched a product on Amazon. We thought it was going to do really good and it bombed and now we're deflated. So now what? Yep. So my first step is to get into a health kick. Mm, I mean, that. I know that sounds crazy, but it correlates to yep. my bank account. You know, every time that I get into a funk, I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start getting myself back. You know, and it 100%. just seems like every time when I get into a funk and I do, it's because I've been skipping working out. I'm not eating good and, and mentally I'm not sleeping good. And so I know I'm not a health guy. I'm not a trainer. I'm not here to teach people about health, but that's the first thing I do. Right. Is get that going. Then try to get some positives in your mind. I mean, you know, read. You just said a great book. Listen to positive things. Listen to podcasts. I mean, there's a couple things. We talk about getting around other people because you start to build the belief. Um, but one of the big things that I do consistently is I read bios. I read mm. bios of rock bands because I, if you really read like Guns N' Roses and, you know, it's fun to read about the parties. But, man, did they go through hell to get where they are today. Mm. And so you you read bios of other people and you're like, man, I'm like that. And it takes kind of mystique off of success because you start to see that everybody has failures. And, I mean, everybody has multiple, multiple failures. And so my suggestion would be go on a health kick. Go grab a bio of somebody that you really respect and appreciate. And if you're a music fan like me, read a bio of your favorite band. There's tons of them out there. And then you'll start to believe. And then start to get some positive stuff in your life. Really become a personal development junkie. Every successful, like super successful person that I've met over the years, and maybe because I'm in the field, but everybody that I've met, they're all personal development junkies. Yep. They're readers, they're listeners, they're always consuming something positive. I know, believe me, I was that guy at one point too. Like, I don't need that. When I started morning coach, I'm like, I don't need a coach. Yeah. Why, why, who, who's going to coach me? Yeah. You know, my 28 year old self thought I needed to make millions of dollars and, you know, and I couldn't help one person. Right mm. now I do have million dollar clients that have multi-million dollar businesses, you know, but my 20 year old self couldn't help that. So get over yourself. That's a big thing. Realize you're going to fail, lose the ego, be a little humble, get back to the gym or whatever you need to do to get, you know, get yourself healthier, you know, ground yourself in, in some great personal development. And then the final thing that I would say is the gratitude aspect of it too. be thankful that you have this life and the gifts that you have. I mean, it's a great time to be alive. It truly is. Oh, you know what? I love that you said that because, you know, that's something. And, and as I'm getting older, it's like I'm starting to realize and I never thought I would. And that's how the mind is so, so strange sometimes. Right. Like when I was in my 30s, I'm like, you know, people are turning 40 and they're like, you know, having this little, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm getting older. And I'm like, I don't care when I'm 40. It's not going to bother me. Well, guess what? I hit 40. It started bothering me. And I was trying yeah. to fight it, man. I was trying to fight it. I'm like, nah, it ain't going to bother me now I was 42. And now I'm going to be 45. I'm like, well, next year I'm going to be over the hump. I'm going to be going towards 50. And then after that, it's going to be. And I'm like, damn, you know, and it's like it can mentally twist you up like really, really bad. Yeah, um, I'm 48, bro. Yeah. I, it goes fast. I mean, I feel 25, oh. but at 48, I don't even remember. You know, I don't remember the 90s. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know. Is that did that ten year period even exist? Because I like have maybe two memories of that whole entire decade. It went quick. It went yeah. really, really quick. And uh, you know, yeah. So I, I I agree with you that you know it's like number one, and and I I I've fallen into that trap many times where I think the busier I am, the more that I'm trying harder to achieve. When actually, a lot of times, if I slow down, starting with getting healthy. And then from there, maybe even doing a little bit of meditation and maybe then just doing a little bit of, like you said, uh, reading or uh, listening or, you know, maybe even visualizing and, and that type of like once I start to make that part of my daily routine, and I think that's the big one is making it part of your routine or else it never happens. Um, and then I just start everything else kind of starts to click. But I find myself even now, I'll, I mean, I, I went from, uh, let's see, we're, we're talking probably about four months ago, I got back into my health kick and I was doing awesome and I'm still doing awesome, but I started falling off the rails a little bit because I was getting busy. And then I'm like, yep. wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, you know, you gotta, you gotta commit to the morning workout like you've been doing. You have to commit to uh, eating the right way. You have to commit to uh, taking your walks, uh, you know, cause I take walks all throughout the day, you know, take my breaks. And the minute that I don't do that stuff, I start to go off the rails. And it's so important to understand that it does start with that because if you're not healthy there, and I mean healthy, just mindset too, then it's gonna be a lot harder when you start coming across some of these obstacles and these ups and downs. 
big time. A hundred percent. And you know what's so great about life is that no matter what happened yesterday, really doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you can start up tomorrow. You can start up to just after listening to us and saying, you know what, I'm going to start over. I'm going to get recharged about my business. I'm going to get recharged about myself. I'm going to start believing again. And that's the beautiful thing about life. As long as you're not seven feet under, you still got a chance. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to give up. That you know, the the worst thing that I see in the world is apathy. And there's a lot of people that just give up. And mm. look, that just drives me nuts. I'm a fighter, you know, and and you got to fight, you know, and if you're down, man, it's awesome. Start over again. Believe me, I ate dog food at one time in my life. I'm not going to get in the hero's journey, but I did. And that was rough. Mm -hmm. But being there, I recognize that, hey, it wasn't so bad. Actually, back then, I remember growing and developing, you know, that was a pretty good part of my life. It it, it changed me. Mm -hmm. And so just recognize that, you know what, you go to bed at night, you kind of die. You do. And you wake up and it's a whole new opportunity. And if you just change your mindset and your approach to that, what a great way to live. It's about experiences. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to I'm gonna bring it into my life. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to savor it, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I'm just going to keep fighting the good fight every day. Love it. All right. So we're going to wrap up, but I, I want to ask you, so like right now, what, what has you all fired up? I mean, you're fired up anyway, but like what has you most fired up right now about just where you're at and and what the future looks like for you and and like what what are you up to man well i'll be candid for you know i teach people how to find the why and i teach people how to help people and you know i built the 4 hour work week with my podcast i had a membership site you know and was making 20 30 40,000 a month and you know i took up a lot of golf and i hired a coach that was 28 years old at the beginning of the year and he said jb the 4 hour work week goal for you is a bunch of bs and I asked him, why don't, why don't I feel so great? And he says, you got to do what you love. And here's a guy that I teach it, right? I've taught it for 10 years. And this is why sometimes you need somebody else to help you. Mm -hmm. And I sat back and I said, what really gives me pure joy? What, what, is, what do I love more than anything? And I really found out that it was to help people. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that sounds cheesy. I know it does. But it's like, man. And so for 10 all I've been doing is building a business for four hours, you know mm. what I mean? Trying to have a four-hour work week. That's all, and I accomplished that, and that was my goal. But this year, for the first time, I finally have a real why, and it's to help as many people as I can, and it's just, I'm having so much fun. And now it's like I'm doing the things I probably should have did 10 years ago. You know, I'm getting out speaking more, I'm connecting with people, I'm putting the podcast out again for free. You know, I'm doing some courses to generate revenue, but at the end of the day, it's just that, I, I'm just asking myself, am I helping people? And boy, do I get so much joy from that, that is better than the money that I was, or the four-hour work week or any of that stuff or being on the golf course. I'm just pumped because yeah. I'm really doing it now. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And it's just great how you're, you're so transparent with that. It's like, you know, you know, people would look at you and go, oh, wow, you know, you started this podcast and you turned it into a paid podcast. And it was just, it was the life. And then you were like, all right, something's missing. I got to, I, I got to tweak some things. And now you've readjusted a little bit, but you then reevaluate, reevaluated your why and your why might've changed. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people say that and you hear it when people, when, when you're not there, you don't really get it. But a lot of people say, yeah, once you get to a certain number, you know, you're, you're not happy. You know, e even though you got there, you're just, you're not happy and you know, you'll want more or you're going to, something's going to change and you just don't believe them. You're like, well, screw you. Cause I want to be there. Like I want to be making, you know, whatever, $10,000 a month and be able to take care of my family and not have to go to a job. Like I would love that. And then you get there and then you start to go, oh wow, wait a minute. That person was kind of right. It's like, I'm here and I still have some struggles and some obstacles in my brain because now I'm thinking about what's next. So that's the next hurdle. But I believe that that's your growth, right? It's like, you know, I think Tony Robbins said it, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. And, and I believe in that. But, you know, for, for you, especially people would say, wow, man, you've been at this so long. Everything's got to be just hunky dory. And you're like, no, it's, it's not. It's like, there's more for me. And, um, and I'm starting to experience that as well. It's like, now that I have a platform and I have reach and people I'm able to meet in person, it makes me realize that this is bigger than just me. And I have like a responsibility now to actually go out there and try to help and, uh, you know, improve other people's lives. So I'm with you, brother. And I'm so glad that we met because if I didn't go to Seller Summit and if you didn't agree to come on over and hang out, we would never would have met and you wouldn't have been here right now. And hopefully um, from this conversation, people are going to run over and check out your podcast. So why don't you do that? Why don't you let people know how they can listen to more of, of you and, uh, and all of your, your morning thoughts? 
No problem. Yeah, we have morningcoach.com. Real simple. I've had almost 3,000 episodes now, but I have iPhone apps, Windows apps, Android apps. You can get them at morningcoach.com or go on iTunes. It's, it's everywhere. Morningcoach.com. Pretty simple. Cool, man. I'm going to link that up in the show notes as well. And uh, why don't you just give people maybe one last little bit of advice um, with, uh, with mindset? Well, I think the key is, you know, we all know that thoughts are things, you know, and it's important that we think positive when we put that energy out there. But the beliefs are the critical thing. If we can really believe, beliefs make them so. Mm -hmm. So thoughts are things, beliefs make them so. So, but the key thing is action solidify the belief. So thoughts are things, belief makes them so, and then your action solidifies the belief. So get out there and take some action. I freaking love it, man. I love it. All right, JB, this has been awesome. I know I'm going to have you back on the show because I just love hanging out with you anyway. So we're going to get you back on. Um, we're going to have to do an update anyway, because I know that you're going to be doing some amazing things. And I know a lot of people are going to head over and start listening to your podcast. And uh, I know that I'm a big fan now as well. So man, I want to thank you and I appreciate it. And I'll be talking to you soon, brother. Sweet brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so was I kidding or what? JB is awesome. Love JB. I'm going to definitely have him back on the show because you know what? We always need a little kickstart, a little reminder, a little reboot. He's my reboot guy. He is going to be my reboot guy. He doesn't even know it right now. But JB, if you're listening to this back, you are going to be back on just to give me a reboot, just to give me a little kick in the butt. Uh, Love it. Love it, and I'm so glad that I was able to meet JB and then also now share him with you because I really believe that that's what it's about, introducing you to people that inspire me, that help me with life balance, mindset, all of that stuff that I'm working on constantly, I want to share with you because I do believe that that makes a huge, huge difference. So definitely go check out morningcoach.com. That's where you'll find JB every single morning, by the way. And uh, you got to listen to the the actual good morning message that he gives every single day. And it's uh, it's got to be a hard one to hit every morning, especially if it's early. So uh, definitely go check that out. His book is The Sacred Six, and I have it right in my hand right now. Love the book. I'm actually about halfway through it. The simple step-by-step process for focusing your attention and recovering your dreams. Love it. So definitely, you're going to want to probably grab that. I'll drop a link to that inside the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 399. You may even want to bookmark this one or save this one somewhere, this episode that is, and come back to it when you're having a little bit of a problem, a little bit of an issue with that old mindset or head trash, as we like to call it. All right. So guys, that is going to wrap up this episode. I hope that you're going to leave today, as JB says, with some extra additional energy that you didn't start the day with or whatever time of the day it is. And you can carry that energy through to the next day and then the next day. All right. So get out there and make it happen. And as always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.